everybody, and welcome to Making Sense with Dustin Lamontang from Mackey Research Capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths, and Dustin joins us today. How you doing today? Good. How is yourself, Bryn? Oh, fine. You know, it's the tax time of year, so of course we're all kind of, our heads are spinning. And you're going to spin it even more, or you're going to make it a little bit easier on everybody? What's our topic today? Uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about oligopolies. Okay. And uh, you're, you're probably going to ask me, okay, what's an oligopoly? So... Um, I'll give you a quick, uh, quick sort of oligopoly 101 here. Um, oligopoly is simply a uh, industry or subsector uh, of an economy that has, uh, you know, a few dominant players. So, in 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 there, there's a uh, you know a, a few characteristics that define an oligopoly: um, pricing power, uh, no competition. Uh, so, essentially, in Canada. Uh, we're, we're very fortunate in Canada to have a market full of oligopolies, uh, which uh, make fantastic uh, long-term investments. Um, some examples of oligopolies in Canada, you've got, uh, you know, telecom. There's only three, three, maybe four companies in that sector. You've got Rogers, BCE, uh, you've got TELUS, and then Shaw was a little late to the party, but I'll call them a fourth, uh, fourth entrant. Um, so, so essentially, you've got uh, the cell phone business in Canada, um, and and uh, biz- business lines dominated by very few players, which means at the end of the day that uh, we pay a little more um, for cell phones in in Canada as compared to the U.S., where there's a little more competition. Right. But from an investor investment perspective, uh, as a person who invests in stocks uh, for myself and for my clients, uh, I love these type of uh, sectors because uh, th- they're dominant positions and they have pricing power and above above average profits. Okay. So, so I'm guessing that uh, while we talk about those guys, banks would have to fall into that category too, right? Would they not? Yeah, it exactly. And, uh, you know, in Canada, there's, there's six big six banks, you know, you've got, uh, Royal Scotia commerce TD. Um, and I, I'm thinking I'm missing one here, RBC and national. So when you, when you look at the, the top six banks, I think they have a, a combined, uh, 90% of the marketplace that, that remaining 10% is, uh, you know, split between credit unions and companies like Alberta treasury branch. So when you look at that sort of a dominant position, um, it's a great sector to invest in. Uh, not not only for uh, capital growth, but the the dividends that these types of industries spin off. So if you look at uh, telecom and banks, I think uh, I have no problem right now finding uh, you know five to six percent dividends within companies within these sectors. Which, if, if you think about, you know, 8% being a very good long-term rate of return, if you can get 5 or 6 off a dividend, I don't need much share growth to, uh, to get a very good, solid return. Um, at 8%, my money's doubling in less than 10 years when I reinvest compounded dividends. So, uh, it's one of the reasons I like oligopolies as an investment uh, category. And, and in, in conjunction with the banks, I'd throw the, the life insurance companies in Canada uh, in with that, you know, there used to be a very vibrant insurance uh, company market in Canada, with uh, you know probably fifteen to twenty good-sized names. That's since in the last uh, two decades shrunk down to three players. There's mainly uh, um, Great West Life, which is owned by uh, Power Corp uh, out of Quebec. 
you've got Manulife, which is huge, and you've got Sunlife. So uh, between those three players, again, there's a fourth regional player, which is Industrial Alliance uh, out of Quebec. But between the four uh, largest companies, again, it's over 90% market share. Hey, so d- when you start – sorry, go ahead. So I was just going to say uh, that, that's, uh, that's kind of interesting to me that these guys uh, can be such big players. I guess it's because the competition is less, obviously, right? Yeah, it, it, and it's, you know, you used to have um, in, in Canada, the, the banking sector, the brokerage sector, the insurance sector, and the trust sector used to be separated. It was called the four pillars of the financial system. When, when they deregulated that in the 80s and 90s, the banks started buying um, uh, the brokerage companies. So there's virtually uh, no independent brokers left. In fact, Mackey is probably one of the biggest, um, our company. And the, the Life Coast started consolidating um, and bo- both of them started buying trust companies. So essentially you had um, a four, four industry, a four sector industry chopped down to two. Essentially, it's just banks and life codes now, and they own everything. So um, from, from an investment perspective, that's great. I love putting money into those sectors. From a consumer perspective, we, we've really lost uh, some competition. And, and as a result, we pay higher prices in those industries. What, so. about, what about things like airlines or railroads, that kind of thing, transportation? They fall into this category too? Yeah, hundred percent. You've got, uh, you know, in, in those sectors as well, uh, you've only got really two railroad options in Canada to invest in. You've got CP and CN and under airlines, you've got, of course, WestJet, which is now owned by Onex and you've got uh, Air Canada. So uh, th- those, and, and if you think about those industries and, and the other one I'll, I'll lump in there is utilities and pipelines. Okay. Uh, and, and under pipelines, you've got, uh, you know, the big players there, Enbridge and uh, TransCanada, TC Energy Corp. So if, if you think about those industries, they're all extremely capital intensive. And all of them at one point had, uh, you know, probably a, a, a large government presence at their infancy. So if you think of the ra- railroads, uh, really, it was the governments that spearheaded the building the, the transnational railroads, both CN and CP. And, and as time has gone on, they, they've become privatized and, and have been fantastic stocks to invest in. Uh, if you think about the, the airlines, again, very heavily regulated industry. Um, and and uh, we, don't have to, uh, we don't have to talk about the, the amount of regulations that has been put on pipelines in the last uh, decade or so. So yeah. you're, you're talking about industries that uh, highly regulated very few entrants, uh, extreme barriers to entry. You know, you just can't go and build a railroad anymore. So that infrastructure is worth a lot of money. And every year it seems to uh, outpace inflation in terms of what they're worth. So when, when I look at those types of industries, uh, if you've got no competition and you've got pricing power and above average profits, you know, what's not to like about those industries that I'll put my money into to work in those industries all day long. So, so with all of this going on and, and you've mentioned a lot of this stuff, we've gone through a really difficult time here in the past year and airlines in particular seem to have taken the biggest hit. Would, would that be something that would scare you or would be that something that you'd really be looking at very cautiously yet optimistically? Is that fair to say? 
I've uh, I've put a bit of client money into um, into some airline stock in the U.S. I've I've tiptoed a little bit into American Airlines and, and JetBlue. Uh, I haven't bought the Canadian uh, carriers. Um, I, I probably would have liked to have bought WestJet when it was down, but uh, I didn't want all the the baggage that came along with the Onex stock. Yeah. And Air, Air Canada, I've just uh, I, I've never really um, liked them as a as an investment. So when when I'm looking at the airline stocks, I think it's going to be a very long uh, and 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 drawn out uh, recovery for the airline industry. Maybe upwards of three to five years. Uh, if you look back to 2008, uh, when the financial crisis happened, uh, from peak to trough, it took three years. So the, the, there's something in airlines called load rates, and uh, the load factors is simply the amount of seats that get sold in, in any particular quarter. Uh, didn't didn't recover for three full years in the financial crisis. Well, we've got right now about two thirds of the jets worldwide that are just simply grounded. Mm-hmm. You've got ninety percent uh, drop in in air travel because um, the planes that are flying are, are only half full. So when you look at that sort of a scenario, um, I think it's going to be a very challenging uh, environment. So I'm I'm actually just sort of steering clear. I think there's a lot of other industries that I can uh, access that will recover in the pandemic without the the downside risk. Um, so I'm I'm kind of uh, you know uh, avoiding airlines and cruise ships. Um, I, I've put money put money back to work in those traditional sectors like banks, life codes, uh, and telecom. So starting to tiptoe into some utilities, and and of course, uh, I, I've I've really been bullish on uh, natural resources um, for the last six months, especially, and and we're going to see uh, prices prices uh, creeping up and and staying firm. I think as we recover, as people get vaccinated, so. Dustin, if somebody wants to get a hold of you to talk about all of this, and uh, th- this one's a fascinating one for me in particular, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, well, give me uh, give me a shout on my cell phone, 780-905-7729, uh, or you can reach me by email, dlamontang at com. And that's it for today. We'll have more helpful hints coming your way next week. And just a reminder, the markets and financial numbers do change frequently So what is said today by us could easily change by later today or overnight. So obviously now you know how to get a hold of Dustin at Mackey Research Capital. It's been fun as always. Thanks. Some great information. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brent. Thanks for listening to Making Sense. Have yourself a great day.